welcome back to episode eight of the That's Business podcast. Today's guest is another LinkedIn friend I have today. We have Nikki Woodall here. Now, Nikki is a recruiter in FANG. She's a mindset and career coach. And her mission, which I greatly love and one of the reasons I want on this podcast, is to help you become the best version of yourself by removing limiting beliefs and tapping into your limitless potential. She hosts Mindset Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday, where she talks about everything mindset. She's truly an inspiration and just honestly an overall incredible human being. So Nikki, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So just to get into this, I always like to talk about, tell us about yourself. I mean, you're a very fascinating person. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't feel fascinating, but thank you. Um, I am, yeah, I'm a recruiter by day at, at Meta. So I work there. It's been about four years and I do different types of career coaching and mindset coaching by night. So I've done that for the last seven or so years. And before that, like everybody else just was kind of like winging it through life and figuring right. things out and changing industries and kind of pivoting and moving city to city and and all of that. So I feel like we've all had that kind of journey and a coach, a coach is a coach is a coach. Like you, you just want to help people and help people not make the same mistakes you did. So I don't feel fascinating. It's we're, we're <laughs> kind of, you know, two peas in a pod, us two. <laughs> I love that. So what kind of, I know you said kind of explaining with your background and experience, but what made you get into mindset coaching or was there like a light bulb, like, wow, people need this or walk us through that. Yeah, I think for me, it was just in my 20s, I, I started pouring into that whole self help and personal development mm-hmm. world. And I think that's kind of an easy gateway, especially if you're in sales kind of related roles, which recruiting sure. kind of, you know, parlays oh, into absolutely. that, especially agency recruiting, you wind up doing a lot of um, sales training. And then a lot of that's learning how to get through your own uh, blocks, your own like self talk and limiting self talk and stuff like that. So it got really big into the self-improvement world. It was like, that was a light bulb. It was like, oh my gosh, you can improve yourself. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I kind of had like a little bit of a rough, um, childhood situation. So it was like, mm-hmm. and I was already kind of on that path of you can change your life. You know, like I, re- right. I realized that you can rewrite the story and change your life and you don't have to just keep doing what your family has done or what, what people around you have done. So I moved sure. to New York. Um, got got more into that started started working with different women's groups and um and kind of like volunteering with a lot of that and it just kind of spawned into into coaching but yeah it was just the light bulb was definitely um you can improve yourself and then when i saw things start working for me it was like okay i can't keep this stuff to myself like the the people around me the the friends the family the the people that you're giving this like organic advice to um, candidates just started kind of asking me questions and I would just find myself coaching them, um, warranted or unwarranted, just giving them all kinds of interview prep, like times 10, and then talking about personal stuff. And it just could really spawn from there. Wow. That's so incredible. And what do you think is the biggest hurdle your clients need to overcome? Or, I mean, I know you work with quite the variety of people, but what's the biggest hurdle you see more often than not? Yeah, I do. It's interesting because I'm kind of in, I I myself am in my late thirties. So I kind Mm -hmm. of, I love working with all kinds of different people, be it the early career folks, 
who are just starting to figure things out or maybe the 30 year old who who's like having their light bulb moments to say, wait a minute, like you can change your life <laughs> or, or more senior folks that are, are pivoting in their forties or even higher. So I'm, I'm in that in between middle ground and I, and I love like all the different backgrounds and stuff. And, and what I see as a trend, it's just a human trend is, is that um, we all have to overcome the, the limits, the limitations that we've put on ourselves and we have, to, but also we have to have like radical candor and, and ruthless honesty yes. with where we're at and where we want to be and really figure out um, and put those pieces together before we start a job search. Um, so, so that's kind of the biggest thing. Now, being a business owner and recruiter, what do you think is the biggest challenge of that? Or how do you keep to your, I mean, honestly, practicing what you preach and making sure you're always in the right mindset there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's so funny because I'm like, the, it, to me, the, my coaching still feels like a side hustle because it is a side hustle. I still have sure. a full-time job. Right. So with that, it, it's always this like ongoing passion project. And I've recently gotten quite obsessed with the whole zone of genius thing around yes. like Gay Hendricks with his whole, mm-hmm. um, the big leap and all that and zone of genius, zone of excellence and, and figuring out what, what, basically where you're, you're, where you should be spending most of your time. And it, the, the, there's challenges with, obviously, when you have a business, you have to do things that sometimes that you don't want to do. Like for me, the right. administrative stuff is like not my jam. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's literally like the, the first thing that I should be outsourcing. And that even, you know, that's a big part of my day job too. Like right. recruiting at, at a top tech company, you're doing a lot of admin as well. So um, there are moments of, of feeling fried because you live in those zones of competence and, and not those zones of like you're, I'm competent at doing admin things, but I hate it. <laughs> so right. um, sure. that's the, big, the biggest challenge is kind of, um, but then on the other side of it, you're in your own way. Like I'm in my own way to not outsource it, to not get an, you know, an admin or some kind of assistant to do more of that and to still, I'm constantly still working through my own stuff to say, well, why am I controlling this and why can't I give it away and just, you know, pay somebody to right. do certain things. So, so it's just uh, really just trying to practice what I preach to and, and like, um, you know, just constantly evaluate, like, where are you spending your time? Time management has to be the biggest thing for any small or, or actual big business owner. Right. What are some of the biggest successes your clients have had or recent successes from clients? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, to, so I guess it starts with how do you define success? So for me, success, success is when you see their aha moments, you know, when yes. you see their light bulbs go on. Some people could say now success is, oh, seeing someone get, you know, get a job offer within 30 days which yes, that is a success if that was their goal. goal, But for for me personally, I, I feel like I've been a help to them. If the coaching that I've provided transcends into other areas of life, it's not just the job. So if they say, wow, I haven't journaled in 10 years, but this journaling has really helped me uncover X, Y, Z, that's a, that's a success to me. So, um, so helping people just get through some of these blocks to which then parlay into their being a better wife, a better mother. Um, that's wildly important to me. And I tell people like there's many hats a coach can wear. A coach yes. can be a mentor, a coach can be a friend, and a coach can be a coachy coach that's like 
tough lovey and like, <laughs> it's like do it like you know like here's what we got to do action plan strategy and all that kind of stuff and right. i think i i kind of i like wearing all those hats but um but the best the most successful thing for me is when someone is like coming back to say um you know with this mentorship and with this with relationship i do feel like i'm i have a better relationship with my mom now because of the work mm-hmm. i've been doing and they like kind of improve their personal relationships and stuff Right. Or just feel better about themselves too. Um, feel more confident. Feel like, like I'm also the kind of coach that you shouldn't be working with me forever. <laughs> you know, there's a right. lot of amazing, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of coaches there that kind of act like, uh, I think that have like the therapy model that they want somebody to stay forever with them. And I'm not like that at all. I want to give you tools and I want to give, you know, I'll always be there for like the friend capacity afterwards, for sure. after the coaching relationship ends. But, um, but yeah, I think I want to give people those to feel empowered to then say, okay, I, I learned a lot here. I can now apply this stuff without having weekly sessions and stuff like that. So, right. Well, and it doesn't even like success doesn't even have to be this, like, you know, I want a hundred thousand dollar increase in salary and job. And if that is for you, great. We love that for you, but it's little successes. Like you said, I love that journaling example, something so small to someone maybe so huge to someone else but exactly I love that I model the same thing my big joke is like oh maybe I'm not a good business owner that I tell you you don't need me to help you with the resume or I you don't need me anymore like little birdie fly you got it so Mm -hmm. I love that and I I think that's why you and I get along very well but (laughs) I love it now with I mean mindset can encompass everything whether it's spiritually I mean I, I forgot the list of services you have in your about section on your LinkedIn but I loved it so what's kind of like your current clients you're working with right now? What do they need the most help with mindset wise? Um, What's coming up the last few weeks is a lot around. um, There's a lot always around habits and, and patterns. Okay. And um, again, it's kind of the overarching is time management. Um, I think people really struggle to balance and juggle, um, multiple things so for someone like you or me where we side hustle and then we have businesses and we you know we we juggle many many things in entrepreneurship um the idea of adding a job search isn't really that crazy (laughs) so because it's it's like okay now it's time to do the resume now it's time to start interviewing and that's how we like we project manage and we're able to really like kind of juggle a lot of stuff at a time and i feel like a lot of people uh nowadays tend to struggle with with that with really juggling and and prioritizing properly and then with that everybody also has their version of self-sabotage um so that's a big one Uh, we all self-sabotage still in some way or another um but it hides in such sneaky ways but that's part of like the first session i like to have with people is like i really want to do like uh, an audit like an audit of your schedule and what where you're really spending your time and how much time you can realistically commit, not the pipe dream that you can commit to a job right. search or to this work, but a self-development stuff, but like genuinely in your schedule, what can you do? So I think there's a lot of that around like time management, but then also just like within your time, your mind is self-sabotaging you and saying, oh, I can scroll, you know, I can stay on my phone and keep scrolling <laughs> and uh, it's not a big deal. Right. It's not a big deal for, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. But then, you know, two months have gone by and you have not hit any of your goals. This, this stuff is really um, kind of acting. It's, it, it's more serious than we think because time's flying by, you know. 
Um, so that's kind of a big one is like identifying self-sabotage, working through our, our habits and, and even our trauma response. I think everybody's coming mm-hmm. out of the pandemic. We've all been, um, we're kind of in this PTSD state and I'm not a therapist, so I don't pretend to know, you know, the clinical side of this sure. stuff. Right. But, um, we, I do believe that we just all are, um, you know, it was a big deal the last two years, what's happened. And then that the, tra- the pandemic trauma, like was really just kind of re-triggering old trauma that we had that we probably weren't even <laughs> noticing too, right. so, um, that was under the surface. So, um, we have to really pay attention to, to even stuff like our stress response, our trauma response, our, the way that we fight, flight, freeze. There's a lot of freezers out there right now <laughs> that are like yes. frozen in, uh, indecision and also just not knowing where to start, which is also something else that's always big on my heart because there's so much information out there. So that's another big issue for job seekers these days is you're on LinkedIn and there's so many coaches and there's so many free trainings and free classes and webinars and, and all this, uh, it's a lot of opinions by a lot of experts, air quote. (laughs) So, you know, and you know, myself included, what do I know? You know, I don't know. The only thing that I, that I do know is like what I claim to know is the stuff around, like, like you said, my services, like recruiter, Hmm. how to build relationships with recruiters, how to, how to send notes that, that make you stand out, how to have like just all these kind of logistical things too, um, that, that I've seen work over and over and over and over within tech. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of that too. It's just, um, a lot of noise. So helping people cut through the noise is another big one for sure. Well, and I love what you bring up about LinkedIn because I, I love your content on LinkedIn. Oh, and, and you also didn't mention that you post on LinkedIn all the time and you have all these other things you do too that you still are wonderful at time management. That's for sure. Oh, but... I, don't, I don't feel like it's, it's so funny because um, I've, I've now I'm like a couple times a week on LinkedIn. Like you have to give yourself grace and do what you for can. Sure. You know? But you still, you still show up. You're still your authentic self and you you never say, I don't want to say you never say no, but you always are looking out for the best of people. I've, I've noticed that about you and I love, it's probably my favorite thing about you. Mm, thank you. But you're welcome. So I want to talk more about what the outlook of this Mindset Monday is because mm-hmm. you had me on it as a guest, which I had so much fun. But what is, for people that may not have attended one, what does a Mindset Monday, what's the goal? What's the purpose? What do you do with it? Yeah. So actually during the pandemic, it was weekly and now we just changed it to be once or twice a month, um, simply because of, uh, zoom burnout, I think is a thing. So there's a lot of people that, you know, we don't need, I don't want to contribute to the problem is the thing. (laughs) I don't, I no longer want to contribute to the problem. Plus I'm just working with a lot of folks and, and Monday nights are a good night for people to, for that. So, um, so I have since slowed that down. Um, to once or twice a month where, and I'll send out the email before it's, it's, uh, you know, a couple of days or a week before, but we bring on guests that are essentially, um, doing cool things either in the job search, career coaching space or mindset space. And no matter what the guest is doing, we, we tie it in somehow to mindsets in a way that can be helpful to anyone. But we also, um, you know, we show, we showcase some people that have pivoted careers and and things like that, just to help people see that this stuff is possible. And we do a lot of like underdog kind of stories and and stuff, folks that have transitioned, because I think the biggest piece of it is trying to show people and build community, first of all, and bring people together um, to say, you're not alone. 
you know, you're not alone in your, um, you're not alone in your job search. And that's the thing. It can feel very lonely. So that was kind of the main impetus for starting it during the pandemic was like, how can we help people and bring them together? So that's, that's essentially what it is. No, I love that because my always like part of my branding you've seen is like you're never taught this ever, whether you went to college, whether you went to high school, anything, whether you went to Harvard, you went to community college, nobody knows how to do this. It's just kind exactly. of learned. And anyone I've felt within recruiting, it's like, oh, I didn't know recruiting existed. I kind of fell into it. And that's where I was like, oh, this is how this works and all of that good stuff. But just that message out there and having a community of support of, and even the vulnerability, I love the people that attend it immediately. At least, like the one I was on, I was like, wow, everyone is so open of the, the problems they're having with looking for a job, the being down on themselves. I mean, I, and I, don't, I don't even know if I ever shared this with you, but I even had some people message me super vulnerable after and Aww. have just said like how great it was. And for a second token of you of how you've like cha- literally changed their lives for the better of, well, I'm not alone. I'm doing something here. So I love that you did this, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. That is true. I never really thought about that, that my people do like they, they are, I, I mean, we always attract kind of what we put out yes. there. Right. There, so, right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it's funny. I do notice my people are really quick to be like, I'm struggling with, and then they'll like lay it all out there. And I love that. Um, right. Because, it's, you know, there's, we're so often, we're, we're just like, we put up walls and we're just taught to like hide behind this stuff. So um, right. I, I love that they messaged you and felt comfortable to share. Well, even, I mean, I don't know what your LinkedIn feed looks like, but some, a lot of people say on LinkedIn too, like it's the quit your job and you'll find success and you should be doubling your salary every single time. And just these things that are possible, but it takes a lot of work to get there. And that's where I love you steer that conversation to be like, yes, but like, let's, let's deep dive of your mindset. And what are you doing to like your goals and your habits and your project management to get you to where you want to be? So right. I love that. Now, what do you specifically contribute to your successes, whether it's multiple things? I mean, we've already talked about a lot, but what do you mainly contribute to yours? It's so interesting. I feel like my, uh, my personal, so reflections, humble, I swear. Uh, my personal reflections on this have just like changed so much over the last couple of years. I used to honestly have the mindset that, uh, it's very common in the self-help world. And I would actually warn people about this because I no longer think it's true. Um, <laughs> um and I think that's another really cool thing that I, I try to like share, you know, wherever I can is that, you're allowed to change your mind. Yes. (laughs) Like you're allowed to change your opinion on things. What you used to think, you know, at 25, at 30, or even yesterday, you're allowed, you know, yesterday I liked chicken. You know, I like chicken nuggets for lunch. (laughs) And now today, today I'm like, I'm never eating them again. And you decide (laughs) you're you're allowed to change your mind. Um, And I think a lot of times people do really think like, we hold each other like in these place in these boxes and think like your family member is supposed to always be like this or like that. Cause we just lock people in on things. So anyway, the idea is that the main one that I used to believe that I no longer believe in the self-help world is that like, no one's coming to save you. And I used to even say that a lot. I used to say stuff like that and think like, you know, like we all, cause I do believe in personal accountability. Like we have to be, we are responsible for our lives on planet earth. (laughs) But, um, but now I, I've done a 180 on that because yes, it's true to a degree. Um, but 
from a spiritual lens, you know, God, Jesus, whatever, Buddha, whatever you believe in, mm-hmm. there's plenty of spiritual forces, you know, going on that I believe that in a higher power that can save you, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the community piece, the community and the friends Like you could be one message away from helping someone from saving someone's life. Even let's think about the people that you message and they're like an inch away from suicide or they're depressed right. or whatever. Like we, someone is coming to save that person. So we are here to save each other in a way. Um, so the whole idea of like, no one's coming to save you is just total crap now. And I no longer believe that. So, <laughs> so um, like I, I got this really nice message from a lady that I didn't even coach her. I, I just had like a coffee chat with her. And referred her out to a different coach, actually, because I do that a lot if I don't have bandwidth or I, sure. I feel like they'd be better with someone else. And I don't really know where the convo totally went, but I remember kind of ranting on some mindset stuff at one point. And um, she messaged me saying that like that that one day was something I said really landed for her. And she did a, like she basically did a 180 from there. She worked with that coach. But then she also applied that stuff to different parts of life and is moving to a new city and got a great job. And like, and it was a really short time. It was about a month or maybe six Mm -hmm. weeks. And um, she was just thanking me and it was really lovely. And it just reminded me that, you know, we do have the power to help people. So, so what's helped me? I mean, I think I helped myself to a degree in the beginning because I held myself accountable to a different level and standard of what I wanted for my life. But, um, at the same time, what helped me was really just surrendering and saying, um, in more recent years, like you actually don't know anything about anything (laughs) you think we think we do. We all think we know a lot, but we actually don't know anything. We're, we all have opinions on things. Um, but the sooner we admit that we actually don't know anything and we just surrender, to everyone's doing the best we can and we all have an obligation i believe to help each other um through you know just what in any way we can you know show up how you can that's that's more my speed now that's what's helping me now is just like surrendering to the idea that you don't know anything <laughs> gosh i even feel so motivated right now that was that was great that you need your own podcast and you're so busy but dang i thought, was I thought about it but uh yeah it's just like another thing that i'm like hmm, yeah, you're we'll so see. busy right <laughs> eventually you need to do this though but yeah and i love that piece of what you bring up there but i'm trying to think of what i wanted to even ask you after that but okay so we talked about the successes we talked about everything there now what would you say is one of the most, or, oh, I know what it was. So we'll edit all that out. Um, How do you battle, like everyone talks about imposter syndrome, you know, not feeling good enough. I know you said show up, be your authentic self, things like that. But do you ever have days where you have your own imposter syndrome or you're just like being human and not feeling it? Walk us through that. Yeah, that's a good question. Imposter syndrome is another one that I've come to really, um, when anything gets like super mainstream, that's when I really start questioning it. <laughs> that's when I start right. thinking like, mm, I don't know about that anymore. I don't know if that's just my cynicism around like, you know, I love just, it. Like, but um, the, so imposter syndrome, I, I love that idea that uh, Jonathan Tester, who's pretty big on LinkedIn that I always recommend people follow him. He, he calls himself the career whisperer. He said something like, um, we all feel like imposters because we are, (laughs) we are all imposters. And it goes back to that. What I was saying, like, we don't know anything like we, and when you start a new job, you are an imposter to that 
seen, right? Mm -hmm. So like if I never worked in Fang and I'm like rolling into Fang, I into Facebook or whatever, I I would be an imposter because it's like a whole new thing. Whereas if then I went to Google, I wouldn't really feel like an imposter because it's kind of a similar ballpark, right? Sure. Um, now the the other idea though about imposter syndrome being it's kind of like the vulnerability because of Brene Brown making that really big and like now right. everyone's like we got to share we are super vulnerable like it's a little bit of a balance like yes we do yes. I believe we need to be authentic is different from being 100% totally vulnerable because you can be vulnerable but not be totally authentic at the same time you're just sharing yeah. your feelings is not actually authenticity um and feelings change literally with the weather and by by the day. <laughs> so, yes, um, yes, so is that really your authentic self, or is that just how you were feeling for five minutes? Um, right. But anyway, the um, the so vulnerability and like imposter syndrome, big buzzwords right now. I believe that um, another gal, Bernadette, uh, on LinkedIn said imposter syndrome is. I, I don't think I have imposter syndrome. I think it's just fear. Because I, I think too with this like, oh, is this how I'm feeling or like you like what's the one of being authentic of people like oh I practice authentic leadership it's like you are you're not authentic there's no like I you have to call out that you're an authentic person if that's part of your branding you know what I mean where it's like I'm an authentic leader like bringing out your authentic self yes that makes sense but these people that have to kind of say that and I love what you said about the market trends of what's popping up and these buzzwords and everything Mm because and it's hard to follow I mean I can't imagine being kind of relating it back to what we've been talking about I can't imagine being a job seeker right now with how crazy not only how crazy things are but how many people don't have resources or don't have you know friends or family members that work in recruiting or work in these capacities or work as a hiring manager. I mean, it's scary. Right. Like you said, it's, ext- it can be extremely lonely. So I love right. that you brought that up. But I will say it is, is very figure outable too, though. Like yes, if I can, sure. like I had no friends, no family, no, knew no one in recruiting or HR landed in New York, decided I wanted to move into, I was doing some recruiting with a nonprofit, but it was very different. And, um, then I wanted to move into agency recruiting. I kind of decided on that on a whim and, um, but, but did essentially create that from, you know, from, from just thin air and then ran with it. And then that led me to Facebook. So it's like, you, you can do it on your own, but like, why would you want to when there's, when there are resources out there now? Right. Absolutely. And some with the resources too. And, kind of with like TikTok blowing up and everything. And we actually just talked about this on my last podcast I recorded, but everyone has an opinion about your career and it's so difficult to determine like what's the best step or just because someone may have like a massive following does not mean they can always give you advice, but look at those people. I always say, go to LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn. And I love Jonathan too. He's wonderful. I follow him as well, but yeah. Okay. Now switching gears a little bit on the recruiting side, because you bring, I mean, everyone's like meta, wow, this is crazy. And this is great. Now, what, what makes you kind of, like you said, drawn to energy of other people, but what makes someone stand out from the crowd in any of your recruiting experience? So I think it's kind of, I mean, we're drawn to unique people, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we have this natural kind of if you're at a party or you're doing anything, you, you kind of are drawn to, to uniqueness organically. So in recruiting, if I'm having four or five screening calls a day, meaning like the recruiter phone chat with someone, you're getting to know them. Um, 
again, it's all about trends. So it's like, you're starting to see like, okay, well, everybody answers it like this, then that means this is likely true for this demographic or whatever. But sure. then you, when you people show that kind of uniqueness, that just helps us remember them. So, you know, what, and that applies, whether it's you're interviewing for McDonald's or for uh, Facebook, like you just want to stand out at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And part of that goes back to the work that we do in coaching. It's like really developing um, your, like what is your, your unique value proposition? My other coach friends call it like businesses right. have a you know unique value prop. What do they bring to the market? So then in recruiting, and as you start interviewing, you have to ask yourself that what makes me unique. So then going into the mindset piece, most people will say nothing. <laughs> most people will be like, I'm not unique. You know, like I, I don't feel unique. I don't, I don't really add anything, you know, unique to it, but we all have, first of all, we all are, we all have our own um, yes. things, but we just have to convey that. So what makes people stand out is like just even little anecdotes of stories or um, just saying things in a way that, you know, just getting out of your own head and just say, what would be interesting to this recruiter today? Or how can I help them? How can I, how can I just, you know, drop some, something that's just going to make them even more excited to get to know me? Um, just standing out even marginally 5% can, can make a huge difference. It really can. It's just, it's not, it's really not rocket science. It's just that we're having so many of the same conversations a lot. So how can I stand out is always a big one. Right. Well, and my partner even says, he's like, I feel like I, I have your pitch down because he's heard it so many, like you said, just right. hearing it over and over and it's just like clockwork there, but exactly. it's always a joke in our house. I love that. Now, yeah. something you and I have talked about numerous times, a lot of people think because you're a recruiter, that means you're a resume writer. Is that <laughs> yeah. true? Um, no. <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I, I'm the recruiter that hates resumes and I'm very unapologetic about that. Um, I hate them. Um, now I'm good at seeing, and I can identify a good one when I see it, like, like a lot of people that do hiring, but, um, I don't consider myself a great writer either. Like writing Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily my forte. Creative writing is, it's fun for me sometimes, but it's not something that I, I like doing. So re- like as a coach, no, it's not part of my thing is to totally revamp your resume. Um, right. There are resume writers like yourself that are amazing at it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a total different skill set. So going to, if you know you want someone to do your resume, don't go to a mindset coach that doesn't specialize in resumes. Now, can I do a recruiter? I think that, you know, all my recruiting experience, having seen thousands upon thousands of resumes, I can look at your resume for three seconds and tell you if the recruiter is going to want to move you forward. That's for a different sure. skill set, you know? Yes. So, um, so yeah, it's, but people will, I did have a client who the first session she, uh, we finished, she seemed great. She was super enthusiastic and she was really excited to, um, we had a, a plan that by the end of the week, she would get me her resume, edit it a little bit. Cause we talked through some things. And then we would work, you know, fix the resume, fix the LinkedIn, and then move to the right. next phase of the of our program. And a couple of weeks went by, she still hadn't done it. And I was like, okay, like, no, you know, that's obviously as a coach, I'm like, what's the problem? What's problem, going on? Right. Giving, giving people grace. It was around the holidays and, and COVID sure. got sick, et cetera. So, you know, she was like, oh, I need some more time. Totally fine. But then by the second session, and I had never had something like this happen before, but by the second session, she 
was pissed. <laughs> and she was like, I thought you were going to help me with my resume. And uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to like basically do my resume for me. And I was like, never said I was going to do it. That's not what I do. Like, um, Mm -hmm. but I said, I would, you were, the the plan was, am I, am I wrong? Am I misunderstanding? You were going to take a stab at it. And then I was going to edit, edit it. I'm happy to edit, you know? Um, but she, she was like, you're right. I just got overwhelmed and, and this and that. So this was an, an indication to me, like, this is a mindset thing coming up for sure. This is where she didn't meet her own goal. And now she wants to blame someone else for not having met your own goal instead of being very clear from the beginning of what are you actually signing up for? If you want a resume writer, but, but I think that it's common that people are kind of figuring that out as they go too. So now she knows I need someone to do this for me. I don't want to do it. Great. Right. Well, that's not, that's not me. <laughs> so right. Right. I'll outsource you to Angela. <laughs> Thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah. No. I love that. No, that's, yeah. it's the biggest thing. And the biggest question, or unfortunately I've fixed a lot of resumes of people that are like, Oh, well I've been recruiting. I can tell you how to, and not to say, I mean, I worked as a recruiter first and realized that, but I had years of practice of doing resumes for free as a recruiter and exactly what you were doing of like the proofreading, the editing, the, even just like the format change makes a big difference, but totally. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You, you've done, that. you just did my resume. Thank you. <laughs> and we should, we should plug that because, um, we should always be updating our resumes, you know, yeah. I think pretty actively. And also, um, if I know I'm never going to feel like doing it myself, like pay someone to do it. <laughs> so. Right. And it's just, it's something you can use as you take on more projects, as you, get this expertise. I just, I did a resume this morning from someone for 20 years encompassing the last 20 years, which is crazy. You're going to forget things. So just keep it just one liner, this and that, and whatever new project you've done, new success story, everything like that. It's yeah. Big time. You know, once a month, whatever, getting into your habits of doing that once a month, but habit. Yeah, exactly. Now, what would be, as we wrap this up here, what's your biggest piece of advice for people that feel stuck, whether it's a job or relationship and you just, just feeling stuck with life, with this pandemic, with the PTSD of it, what's your biggest piece of advice? My biggest piece of advice, if you are feeling totally stuck and disempowered and you just don't know where to go, I, I, well, it's always iterate, right? Like you want, we want to iterate on our plans and like change, just pivot. We want to pivot. If we're, we're trying something for a while ourselves, it's not working. Now it's time to say, maybe I should interview or, you know, try to find, um, five coaches and have conversations with them and see it it start to see what I'm looking. You're going to figure out what you want. Just like with the girl with the resume thing, you'll figure out what you want as you have these conversations and what kind of coach works best for you because everyone has a different style. Um, But I think my biggest advice is to have some conversations and to really decide to uh, change up whatever it is you're doing. If it's not working, change it up because time, the market for hiring is very good right now. And is it going to stay like that? You know, with things that happening in the world and with, uh, you know, just all kinds of, who knows how long it could stay this, this solid with um, I have clients today with like two final rounds, two offers in hand um like just there's a lot of movement right now Mm -hmm. so it's exciting and take advantage of that and you don't need 20 jobs or 20 job offers but you know if you're trying to get one and what you've been doing isn't working try you know reach out to people for help because you don't have to do it all alone um you really don't that would be my biggest thing 
I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on here. And our last question, where can listeners find you? Sure. Thanks. Um, Nikki Woodall, N-I-K-I-W-O-O-D-A-L-L.com um, has a bunch of info there or just Nikki at Nikki Woodall.com to email me or good old LinkedIn. <laughs> I love that. Way. Well, thank yeah. you again for being on. This was so much fun. Wow. That was a quick 40 minutes, but yeah, thank you. And yes, guys, please follow Nikki, reach out to her. She is amazing. Again, if you do not feel inspired after this podcast, I don't know what, but I'm feeling inspired right now and we're friends and I hear from her a lot, but please follow her, get to know her and join her on Mo- Mindset Mondays. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, The Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at The Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.